0: I want to thank you for coming to my fag talk. No, but you don't like fag. Okay, so I have something I just for you. Well, I mean, I don't know. This is—I guess I'm cute enough to be a bear, but I mean, I have to have a lot more her. But you know, it's okay.
1: <sighs>
0: so seeing you, my friend, you make me think of this boys' camp that could have been but never was in Lake Putitnme, Wisconsin. And we would run to the mess hall, and we would sing the camp Put It In Me theme song. And it went a little something like this. Oh, I love you, put it in me. Put it in me every day. Love you, put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours, put it in me but it's in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm used to men walking out in the middle, too. Thank you, guys.
2: Yay! Brady, so brave doing crowd work with a room full of comedians. So brave. All right, uh, your next comedian, one of my favorite people in San Francisco. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut.
3: Yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you everybody Monday night people all right um I used to be more in touch with my body and not in that way must everything be about sex with you people Please. no I'm talking about that that uh thing that you get when you you exercise or do you know yoga or something I don't know I don't do that kind of shit I pretty much live in my head and don't take that the wrong way either you twisted a lot No, I mean, I have conversations in my head all the time. Like, why is that guy frowning? Is he mad at me? No, I think he's just crabby like that. Are you sure? I think it's me. Well, I know one thing I am in touch with, my feelings. And I can feel you wanted a better ending to this joke. So did I. All right. Uh, Do you think cavemen knew that they had to have eight hours of sleep? And how could they tell, did they, I think about, I woke up one day at two o'clock in the morning thinking about this. If they have, if the word came on down high from the Cavemen's of, um, Physicians Association, and it said eight hours of sleep is optimal, and all the cave people said to themselves, we well, want to comply, let's do this. What is an hour, and where do I get eight of them? And then they said, bam, bam go to sleep, wake up when the cock crows, because we don't, that needs a better ending if you guys have a suggestion, because I've been working on it and I, I'm hitting a block. Um, what is this one? Oh, because I, oh no, that's, oh, I've been depressed um, about half of my, li- I've been clinically depressed about half of my life. Here's a depressing thought, sorry. Here's a depressing thought. I've been clinically depressed almost half my life. Here's an uplifting thought. At last count, 27 of my various therapist kids attended Stanford, Harvard, and Yale. Coincidence? I don't think so. Here's another depressing thought. I have a BA in English and theater, a master's in creative writing, a teaching credential, and a certificate of completion from Columbia University School of Bartending. All true, and yet I stand before you without a steady job. Here's an uplifting thought. At my last set, I got a free drink ticket. Comedy pays. Here's another depressing thought. Most women my age are married or in a relationship have kids and grandkids and good jobs and nice homes in Walnut Creek. I have none of those things. Here's a depressing thought. Most women my age are, or here's an uplifting thought. I'll get this right. Yep. Most women my age are dead. <laughs> well, that's probably not a good, I'll work on that and get back to you. Thank you. Uh, you ever notice how once you start writing things down on little slips of paper, that you have little slips of paper everywhere, and post-its in all different colors, and not lined paper and three-by-five cards, and and pretty soon you're got a mountain of little paper scripts of paper telling you that you're a failure because you can't have a book or a phone like you know normal people. And okay, that's still working on that one. I mean. thank you. Um, That goes to this paper. See, this is old school here. Because I have OCD, people have asked me to explain the difference between obsessions and compulsions. When you have obsessions, you worry a lot. You avoid unlucky things like raisins. When you have compulsions, you repeat certain actions over and over. You touch and count whatever says, touch me, count me. Should you have both? and you obsess all day about your compulsions, then you're fucked. (laughs) Did I touch the kitchen table? When I left the kitchen, did I touch the table? It's Monday, I fight crime on Mondays. All right, there's some people in the other room I have to count. Thanks very much. Yay, Lord, growls with new jokes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the caveman joke thing, I was thinking too, right. I was going to say pictures, something like the, their alarm is that they have to write, draw a picture on the wall or something or that, that right, but or that the saber tiger has to wake them up yeah, or, uh, but. Uh, when Ugg gets eaten, that's me. when it's. No. Saber-toothed tigers and cave. Drawings, everybody. Lauren Kraut, yay, uh, please, 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 please. yay, 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 yay. <sighs> your next comedian, he was just uh, giving things. I laughed so hard at you on Saturday at that uh, show. Put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine,
4: yay.
5: I had a day. Uh, I walked, what, 14,000 steps, got a three PS3, and shoved a Muni cop. Uh, so I'm living real hard. He, it, they're not real cops. They can't impede your exit. They're not allowed to touch you. Just saying. And it's like, oh, there's a, there's a camera. You can't push me. There's a camera. And I'm like, what, are you going to take it back to Muni CSI and, and, really crack down on every bearded dude that you find that didn't pay for the bus it's all of them none of us pay for the bus <laughs> you know fuck fuck that my tax dollars are going to freedom not to this late ass 29 uh i um i am an agnostic um and what that means is that cosmically, I am undependable. Uh, <laughs> I don't trust my opinion. There might be mustard somewhere on my body and I, I don't trust it, my opinion of if there's a God or not. Um, uh, people are like, Oh, Spencer day, you, you know, you should get in good with God Don't you want to be good with the man upstairs. Uh, no, I have five fucking roommates, and no one told me God was moving in. I don't know how big eternity and all of everything is, but I'm sure it won't fit in a fucking two-by-two two walk-in closet. How big's a walk-in closet? I don't know dimensions. Can God make a walk-in closet so small that he himself cannot accessorize it? I don't, I don't know. These are the big questions. We must, uh... I don't believe in superstitions Um, I I, I feel that uh, they are dumb and they're a way that we convince ourselves to be dumb Uh, and so I walk under every ladder I see because that might be the safest place in an earthquake Uh, and if I maybe I don't like how I look and I'm gonna break a mirror uh, because they were built to be fragile. If you didn't want mirrors to break, maybe you should have made them stronger, mirror industry. And God be damned if I give a black cat any more power over me than it already has. I, he already can just yell at me and I feed him if I have to stop and go around him every time he walks in front of me. Jesus, it's gonna be ancient Egypt all over again. Cats ruled those suckers. No one, no other, no no other modern civilization is, is like, oh man, cats are so cool. We know they're evil. We revere them, but they're not good. If 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 someone wants to know if you're a dog person, it's a more serious question than it used to be uh it used to be like do you like dogs yeah i like dogs and then you would go on your way modern america and now it's actually a question that means are you a serial killer and can i trust you Uh, (laughs) yeah if people want to know if you're a cat person that's a health check okay they're just making sure that you're okay if people want to know if you're a lizard person that's because they're in the deepest seats of government and they're behind everything. Uh, but oh no, how are we gonna tell who the lizard people are? Has anyone in your life ever legitimately said you should eat a cricket? Fucking lizard person. Okay, just I'm gonna leave on that. Think about it. Follow the money. All right, some special divine.
2: Spencer Divide, everyone. That was fantastic. Your cat set. Oh my god. Is he eating crickets? Dear Lord. That was amazing. All right. Your next comedian is a favorite. All over the Bay Area. Put your hands together for Jason King. Yay! How's
6: it going, everybody? Make some noise for yourselves. We're doing the work. We're doing the work, hell yeah. Good set last night, dog. Cool, we root for each other.
2: (laughs) He's gonna go wash his mouth off because things are gross. (laughs) He's screaming in the bathroom. Everything's gonna be okay. Wash your mouth out. I I don't know if we have hand sanitizer. I know there's some gel. I don't know. Oh God, are you okay? You can use a different microphone. Use the one that's on the table. Is is he gonna be okay? It's like that time last week where I accidentally fed Kavita some pecans and she almost died. You can use the other mic if you want on the table. Pull it out. Yeah.
6: Oh, I'd already touched my mouth. Is this does it work? All right. How's your day going? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I, uh, let's see what I want to talk about. I, yeah, <laughs> yes, man. Oh, follow the trail and see where it goes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I recently saw my ex at a sex shop, uh, which wasn't ideal, you know, because, like, yeah, when when you're in that situation, I have to wonder for the rest of the day, like who's putting that gag in her mouth, and she has to, n- she now knows that I'm fucking a silicon butt. <laughs> that's not that's not great, and there's like there's no way to like take those facts and spin them positively, you know. It's, it's not like she's using the gag because she's lonely. And I'm I'm I bought the the butt because chicks dig it. You <laughs> know, that's not that's not the case. The worst part is that she she met me in the checkout line, you know, which means that I had to peruse the entire store, you know, and then I ended up with that, you know. I was like, yeah, I had to make that decision. That I am, I am this sad. All right, cool. Luke is trash, <laughs> but I think the ending is interesting. I um, let's see. I I think it's interesting how like uh black people have like been. Blatantly giving each other advice in song for like hundreds of years. Right? Like all like this, all like the slave songs, like they teach you how to escape, right? It's like wait in the water, right? All those songs. It's like that. And I, I think it's just wild that they would like sing these songs right in front of their masters. You know, like the master would be watching them and they'd just be like, mack your master over the head with the broom when he's asleep at night. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's fucking crazy. The thing is, like, it was sometimes some of the, the instructions are so subtle, right, that, uh, like, they, the slaves might not even have known that, they, that those were the instructions, right? They might have just been running through the woods, and eventually, like, they hit a pond, they're trapped, and there's dogs behind them chasing them. They're like, wait a minute. Wait in the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and then and then you kind of think about today, and then you know a lot of the gangster rap just tells you how to do like other illegal shit, you know. Right? They're like, <laughs> they're like, uh, baking soda. I've got baking soda. Whip it through the glass.
7: <laughs>
6: you know? I the same artist is, is. The artist's name is Ot Genesis. He has another song where he also explains how to make crack again. He's like, cut it, cut it, cut it, <laughs> cut it. Are people who like rap music? The thing is, like, it's it's not only American black people that have been like slipping each other advice through song. Like, it's all it's also the Africans. Like, they do it too. Like, if you listen to African music, they tell you exactly when to hunt during the day. You know, like like, like you know you know this one. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. We go out at night. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> should hunt at nighttime. That's what that song is about. <laughs> Alright, I'm running out of time, so I'm not gonna be able to finish this. But um I uh going back to sex stuff, I, I recently let a girl tie me up and gag me. Yeah. I like that response. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I let a girl tie me up and gag me. Here's the thing. I, I only found out after she tied me up that this was only her second time having sex. So I was petrified. <laughs> Right. I, uh, the thing is like uh, like you, you, you don't want to submit yourself to someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing right like I was tied up I was gagged and I was blindfolded so the only thing I can hear was should I start with this right I'm just sitting there on the bed like no <laughs> you know, alright I don't have time to finish this guys thank you very much for the time
0: <laughs>
2: Jason King everyone hooray I thought a wimbleway was the word for night
3: <laughs> I have no idea a
2: wimbleway, a wimbleway a wimbleway a wimbleway it might be I don't know sounded legit, sounded legit. all right um after our next comedian uh, Max we'll have you go up and your next comedian put your hands together everybody for Kavita Singh yay <laughs> This mic? You can use either one. That the other one was like this, Mike Spencer sort of spit into, but it's your choice.
8: Wait, so Jason, did she, uh, did she fart in your face? What was that? What was that sound? All right, that's terrible. Oh yeah, what was the sound? Come out. Oh, oh, dude, that sounded like she was like taking a dump on your face. Right? Am I right? Okay. <laughs> um okay so uh I'm going to go home for the holidays. Uh I'm not too excited to to go home. I feel like my mom feels less of my mom ever since she became a grandma. You know like all of her attention has been diverted away from me and towards towards this like two-foot babbling shit show. Um and it makes me mad because like anytime she like waddles around the house running around half naked it's like cute but anytime i do it it's like disturbing and traumatizes our accountant you know it just doesn't feel fair um and yeah no i i it's like sometimes i just want to talk to my my niece and just be like you know what the unbalanced raisinette that's my mom that's my mom okay you have your mom the well-adjusted dimply one with the skincare routine and then just shove her, you know. We can shove babies. you their diapers are basically trampolines. I don't know. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I am a pretty good granddaughter, but um, my grandma makes me want to kill her too. Like, uh, over the summer, uh, she she got COVID and she just like mass infected everyone in my family. And so my parents like at night made me check her oxygen levels, right? Um, and it was so low, I was like, ah, like. I was like, all right, mom, uh, good news and bad news. Good news, she's dead. Bad news is that she's come back as a vampire. Like, it was just so disturbingly low. Um, my mom was like freaking out. She's like, oh my God, why is her O2 so low? And I was like, you know, how Nani likes attention. You know, like, I just I just feel like her brain was like, okay, no one has talked to me for two minutes. Body, shut the valves. Like, nothing goes in, nothing comes out. Um, but yeah, no, my parents were like, oh my god, take her to the hospital and I was like wait and I just go and I like put the little OT on my finger and she's just, just fine you know but I mean you know, we ended up going to the hospital okay but you know we were waiting in the ER for six hours and you know what if you're waiting in the ER for six hours eventually your body just like sorts itself out you know like you could be spiraling for six hours you could be spiraling for one hour and then eventually your body is like maybe I should just breathe um, anyway, I don't know, I don't know why, I'm just talking, uh, okay, uh, I think it's, I think it's hard being, um, I think rejecting people is really hard, it's, no matter how, like, kindly it's put, getting rejected could be super challenging, uh, you can't, like, it's so super easy to take it personally, like, this dude one time rejected me, and he was, like, he was super informal, it was, like, hey, just wanted to inform you that I am no longer interested slash not feeling it. Glad we could reset and realign expectations. I was like, to whom it may concern, uh, was not expecting a return offer since it has been three months. By the way, it is absolutely not okay to listen to the fray on your running playlist. Not normal. Jesus, I didn't work on anything. Um, I feel like I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yay! Cover it
2: up. What's the fray? I'm really old and out of touch. The fray? I I don't even know what that is. I am so out of touch. Oh! I know that song. Okay. 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 That's I got it. I get your joke. All right, your next comedian. Excited? Excited to have him here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Max Eddie.
1: Let's go, dude.
9: I fucking love the Frey Kavita. Shut the fuck up, dude. That shit, that shit slabs, dude. Whatever. But right. okay, I've been having this issue recently. Do you guys get like the same targeted ad over and over again? Like it's so I've been having that recently. Uh, but it's not good. Like ten times a day, I get a targeted ad that's like, "Were you molested in the Boy Scouts?" Which is, it's like it's not the time, you know. Ever, you know. Like I'm just I'm searching for tchotchkes on Amazon, and Amazon's like Mech, something happened. Like it's it's not, like that's it, the crazy thing too. Is I was in the Boy Scouts, I don't think anything happened, but that algorithm is very good. Okay, so I don't know. Maybe Bezos knows something that I buried. Is all I'm saying. Like. Maybe when I was 10, I was getting diddled in a tent, <laughs> and Jeff was outside on a laptop, like, he's gonna need to know about this later. Like, you know, we're gonna sell him better help, you know? But, um, yeah, man. I only got my dick sucked once in the Boy Scouts, and uh, it was by a mosquito. So it was chill. Um, but, yeah, actually, I did get a mosquito bite on my dick one time, and I had to tell my scoutmaster about it, but I didn't wanna tell him where it was. So I just asked him, I was like, what do you do for a mosquito bite? And he's like, well, what you're gonna wanna do is put lotion on it. I was like, cool, what's next? Um, it's literally all I do. I was jerking off. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, it's a, that'd be crazy to be a mosquito that sucked a dick. Like cuz like you can't you can't like go back to arms and legs and shit, right? Like that's the holy grail. Like that's it's all blood. Like it's like imagine being a mosquito trying to explain it to your friends like, "Dude, I swear to god, between his legs like <coughs> like is everything like he saw a pretty lady and just <whistles> like um, um and <laughs> I was like, "Man, you got fucking malaria! Shut the fuck up, bro." Um, mosquitoes from the projects. So, um, <laughs> it's a fucking down mosquito. Um, yeah. Uh, this is dumb. I don't know if it's even a joke yet, but it did happen to me today. Uh, a dog ran up to me at Going A Park today, and I pet I pet the dog because it was picking me. The owner was like, "Don't pet my dog! What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't." he came on to me. Like that's. <laughs> That's like, that's, I like, um, or what, I don't know. But, um, and she was like, she's a service dog. And I was like, oh, what's wrong with you? Uh, I didn't say that, but (laughs) that would have been fun. But um, uh, I was like, how am I supposed to know that? And she's like, she's wearing a vest. And I was like, I don't know. You just seem like the kind of cunt that would dress up their dog. Uh, Like, yeah, that or she works for the Salvation Army. I don't really know. But, But then uh, she said, she hit me with the line of like, would you pet somebody who's at work? Like the dog is at work right now. Would you pet somebody who's at work? I'm like, if I paid for it. Like uh, (laughs) if I paid extra, I should have said extra. That would have been funnier. But um, yeah, the dog is a stripper and I had sex with it. Um, Is that a a good end (laughs) to the joke? I had sex with a dog. (laughs) Like sexual. Can you, could you stand up while you clap, John? Please. (laughs) Um. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do I have anything else? I oh, uh, did you guys know that um, men uh, go to the doctor less than women? Do you, like that's so that's so funny that like men will literally die before they like ask anybody for help. Like just like fucking having a heart attack. Like no, I'm fucking good. fuck. Um, it's it's just that's so funny to me. Like you're literally you're like I'm fucking. Ma-. It's like no, you're dead, dude. Like it's just. Um, yeah, no, men go to the doctor less than women. And uh, real men don't go to the doctor at all. Okay, that's that's what I say. Okay, I've had a ringing in my ears for eight eight months. Uh, my sister says it's tinnitus. I call it freedom. Okay, I do. And I say let freedom ring, honestly. Let freedom ring. Like, it's, yeah, it's dumb. Uh, but, um, yeah, um, I think, um, did you guys like the part where I had sex with a dog? Was that where I had sexual... It was, it was doggy style, uh, just FYI. I don't know if I mentioned that part. Um, no, you guys are great. Thank you. Bye.
2: Mag Pushing boundaries. How edgy. That edgy dog fucking material. Hell yeah. Your next comedian's new to the room, so clap your hands together, everybody, for Art, Galilee Houston Yay!
7: Dude, you are an alpha male. You fuck dogs. Don't go to the doctor. Real real alpha male shit. I like that. All right. Guys, Um, I'm from San Francisco, but I think San Francisco is weird because in San Francisco, it's easier to come out as gay than it is as a Joe Rogan fan. You know what I mean? I've lived in San Francisco for 20 years, but I'm actually an immigrant. And, like, my family and I have gone through some real struggles and hardships before we got here, you know, like violence, discrimination, my parents' refugees, all that. And a lot of immigrants relate to this, right? They got similar backgrounds, but I got this coworker that always tries to relate to me on immigrant shit. She always say shit like art that really resonates with me because as you know, I'm an immigrant myself and it pisses me off cause she's from Canada. You know what I mean? Like two, three years ago in my country where I'm from Armenia, we were fighting a war for like our survival. Two, three years ago, Canada was fighting the golden state warriors for an NBA championship. You know what I mean? It's not the same. But I'm Armenian, I actually lived in Russia for 10 years, and some of that Russian thinking rubbed off on me because I look at Canada and I'll just think like, damn, that's like America's Ukraine. You know what I mean? We should take them over. All right, enough shitting on Canada. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I got arrested and went to jail, which sounds badass, but it's stupid because I got arrested in San Francisco for weed, which is like damaging your eardrum by using a Q-tip. You know what I mean? Like They'll warn you that it could happen. You never heard of it actually happening to nobody. What's stupider is I didn't get arrested by a San Francisco police officer. I got arrested by a San Francisco State University police officer. You know how embarrassing it is getting arrested by a campus cop? That's like getting suspended by a substitute teacher. Because are they even allowed to do that? And the stupidest part, I didn't even go to SF State. I was just driving by. And what happened was I had weed in the car. I was driving, I pulled over. Few days before I actually watched this YouTube video that taught you how to deal with cops. So I thought I was ready. I thought I was going to get away. I thought I was a goddamn lawyer. The cop walks up. He's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I said, no, officer, I do not because they tell you not to admit your guilt. He says, get out the car. I'm going to search it. I said, no, officer. I do not consent to the search. You're going to need a warrant for that. Then he said, get the fuck out the car. I'm going to drag you out. And I didn't know what to do because I fell asleep before the video ended. So I, I didn't get to that part. So I got out of the car. He handcuffed me. I was sitting on the curb two more cop cars pull up, because he called for backup. Here's how I imagine the conversation went. He called for backup, he's like, hey, this is the campus cop, I made an arrest, I need backup. And the cop on the other line was probably like, are you even allowed to do that? Um, so I kind of give off douchey vibes, I get that, and I drive a Tesla, so it doesn't help with that at all. But it's weird having a Tesla, because when I first got it, people were like, oh, that's great, you must really want to save the environment. But not people are like, art, oh, that's douchey, you must really want to suck Elon's cock. And I don't understand why people assume those two things are mutually exclusive. Like, yes, I wanna save the environment and suck his dick. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you. I don't like double standards. For example, when a woman squirts, people are like, that's some sexy ass shit. But if a man squirts, they're like, that's some Archeli ass shit. It's the same P. All right, let's see what else I got. All right, that's it. Thank you, guys.
2: Business, Slap your hands together for art, everyone. Yay. Yay. Thanks for coming and being here. Yeah, I know squirting, huh? I mean, okay. Yeah, I don't I just I I just I hate doing um laundry. <laughs> I only pee on people in the shower. That's just, you know, the way to get it done. Your next comedian, I don't know where he pees on people. Put your hands together for Dorian Trung. Yay! <laughs>
4: Uh, I've been watching uh, the World Cup lately, and uh, right, it turns out I'm a patriot. I didn't even know about that, man. I just, I like five minutes in, and I'm like, these boys are heroes. Speaking of patriots, uh, do you guys hear BTS, uh, they're deciding to join the military? Because uh, I think it's like a great, great idea, you know what I mean? Because like no one's ever seen BTS, and it's like, oh no, BTS! Their kill count's going to be so high, guys. It's going to be so high. You guys hear about Taylor Swift? Tickets to her concert are like $40,000 into the nosebleeds. I know. I thought there was a recession going on. What the fuck, dude? I think the recession's a myth. You know what I mean? Like I, I, yesterday I just watched an episode of my 600 pound life and I'm like, they still, we still got a lot. You know what I mean? Like they, they'll, they'll be fine with like 50% of what they have. They have, you know? I've been watching a lot of TV as you guys can imagine. I have uh, I've been watching um the new Game of Thrones uh, show. You guys ever you guys see that yet? House of Dragon? Really makes me wish I had a sister. I uh, <laughs> I was getting high uh watching watching soccer. I was getting high and then my friend said something incredibly stupid to me. She was like uh I think uh, if we gave everybody a baby, the day the day they turn 18, the world would be a better place. I know it wouldn't. We'll just have a bunch of single moms with two babies. I have a friend, uh, she was like, I don't like that joke uh, because it's sexist. And I, t- and I told her, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because uh, my mom used to beat me when I was a child. And uh, she wasn't very good at it. I was like, I could take. This for like another 10 years. Easy. Easy. I uh, I'm I'm recently single, which is a good time, you know, to be single during the holidays. You know, you save a lot of money. <laughs> I, uh I started going on like online dating. I'm gonna tell you, it's online dating is unfair, you know what I mean? Because women have, you know, uh, the filters and stuff. That shit don't work on guys, man. I try to put one of those filters on, I just look like uh, Mrs. Potato Head. I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a face. I don't have a face for Tinder. My face is more suited for like uh, blind dates and arranged marriages. I'm the guy you match with your favorite, your fourth favorite daughter, the lesbian of the family. You might you might see like the most like butch person, and then uh, you put her next to me, and uh, we just look like a couple that likes to go to Slizzler, you know. How much time do I have, Bam? Oh, nice, nice, nice. I, uh, my friend, uh, my friend's a huge Kanye supporter. He, uh, dressed up as Kanye for Halloween recently. That's crazy, dude. He, even crazier, he wore one of those, uh, sweatshirt, the new Kanye sweatshirts that says, uh, white lives matter on it. Damn, dude, come here, dude. That's not cool. All lives matter. All right, that's my time. Thank you. Okay. Dorian Trung, everyone. Go see
2: his show every other Friday at Emperor Norton's Poosland, 7 o'clock every other Friday. I'm so unhip, I thought Kanye West was an airline. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for John Gallagher. Yay!
10: <laughs>
11: <laughs> hey. Guys, we Twitter finally did it. We took a picture of an ant's face, huh? Don't you love that? Everybody was waiting for. It. We finally used Twitter to take pictures of ants' faces. Everybody was counting down the days, and boy, oh boy, it's finally here. Uh, there was they, they did that for real, and they put this picture of like an ant's face on Twitter, and they're like, "Look at how does, doesn't this look weird?" You know what I mean, and you're like, "Oh, you mean the thing with a skeleton on the outside of its body and six legs? His face is weird." It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I can buy that. It'd be weird if it had a normal face, like a dog's face. Like it's just a beagle. You're like, look at this, this is what an ant's face looks like. You're like, wow, that's adorable. I feel bad for burning thousands of you with magnifying glasses and and pissing on you when I'm outside. <laughs> I don't know. I just love that. It's like, can you believe it? Yeah, fucking, am I going to disprove you? What if I fucking, I, yeah, take you to face value. Sure, that's what it looks like. Okay. Another thing, too, uh, we just elected to ban flavored vapes. Did you guys see that? Fucking, I don't, like, I don't, it, like, I, I like to vote progressive, and one of the things, it's it, it annoys me that banning flavored tobacco is on the progressive agenda. You know what I mean? It's like, what is progressive about, you know, making candy flavors go away? I don't know. Like, this seems like a pretty stupid decision. Like, at this point, flavored tobacco might be the only good thing about the future, Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm being serious about that. It's like fucking oceans going away. It's burning. Berry reefs are dead. Everything's dying. Sun's going to explode. It's like, but you can smell like cat and candy when nicotine's fucking you up. And you're like, yeah, okay. You can, you can smoke a green apple. You're like, whoa, fuck, cool. And that's it. And they took that away. Now we got to fucking smoke. Like we're in the, you know, Eastern block. Like we're, you know, like, you don't think everything has to be gray and bad, you know, make it a little colorful while we all just burn. I don't know. Seems okay. At least one concession—that's what I want. Boy, oh boy! All the Eastern block talk. Every everybody's uh, get upset about Big Brother, huh? You guys worry about Big Brother watching you? Anybody worry about that? Yeah, I worry about it sometimes too. But you know, what you should really be worried about—you should be worried about Little Brother. You know, think about that guy peering at you from behind corners. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, Shut up! Get out of here! I'm doing my taxes. <laughs> I don't have time to explain this. You're annoying. <laughs> trying to hang out with you and your friends. I don't like little brother. <laughs> Much thank you, yeah. These comedians fucking geniuses. <laughs> Spent hours writing that beautiful joke. <laughs> Wouldn't that be annoying? You're sitting there just trying to like a little little guy just. Mm. The government would be a lot more tolerable if that's like, yeah, no, when he, he's not doing anything, like, shut up. Get out of here, government! I see what I'm doing. Max Eddie was talking about targeted targeted marketing. I uh, I get a lot of the the regular ones. I get the balding <laughs> balding guy. I get I keep the worst one is I get I keep getting the better help ad over and over again. And I'm like I'm just looking at baseball stats. What the fuck algorithm? Like do you are you gonna kill yourself? It's like I'm mad maybe with you keep giving me this fucking ad. I might. That'd be fun. You know. The one I remember, I was in Mutiny Radio one time, and I think it was I was just I was uh, listening to a Ryan Levine do a set, and then it just ad like instantly for no reason. Well, not not for no reason. There was a reason. It was a little anti-Semitic. Okay, they're giving me uh, ads for trips to Israel. <laughs> like, as he was on stage, like damn, all right, God, this thing is pretty good. I got I sent it to Ryan immediately, and then he went he went to Israel. It was nice. You know, it worked out for everybody. Anyway, um, Ant's faces. You gotta Google him, you know? You gotta check it out. Okay. Yay!
3: Yay! Yay!
2: Todd Gallagher, yay! He just like ghosted the stage. I was like, oh, oh, he's done. Okay. That was awesome. Yay! Yay! And then yay. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Yay!
12: These chopsticks on stage? What are these for? Oh, okay. Anyway, um, so uh I uh, I had a New Year's resolution uh, in January to procrastinate less. I have not yet started on this New Year's resolution yet. I have about a month or so, I guess. Um I uh, Oh man! Wow. You ever just like write jokes at home, and you're like, "Damn, this is awesome," and you get up here, and you're like, "Damn, this is absolute shit." <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um, I got into a I got into a text fight with my sister over the weekend. I don't like text fights. Okay. Like, did you know that if you send a text so long, it doesn't even send as a bubble it sends as a separate note that you have to open up. That's what I learned. Um, Cool, someone told me that was funny and I'm gonna tell them it was not. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Growing up, I I thought for the longest time that I was a lesbian, but it turns out I just wanted friends. So that's a crazy realization. You know, to, to to think that, you know, you want to see a vagina, but really you just wanted camaraderie. That's what, I, That's what I was seeking. Yeah, it was insane. The first time I watched lesbian porn, I liked everything up until the actual porn. They were like hanging out by the pool. I was like, oh, girl talk seems nice. That seems fun. I want to talk about my life. <laughs> um my parents are from taiwan or as china calls it uh china soon um i i spent a lot of time uh growing up in taiwan with my cousins which just means i learned a lot about uh doing the peace sign with every given opportunity <laughs> uh like like when people like when people wave at me i like to just do the peace sign back which is fine except when people aren't waving at me, you know, like, it's real awkward. Like, if someone's, if I'm trying to wave back at someone and they're not waving at me, I can just pretend I'm, like, you know, moving my hair. But if I'm doing the peace sign and they're not saying hi to me, then I'm just, like, oh, it's a bunny, you know? Like, it's quotation marks. I don't know. Um... I uh, I feel like you can tell a lot about the quality of your Uber by what kind of car they drive. You know, like if it's a Prius, I'm like, all right, this is going to be a good ride. It's going to be smooth and quiet. Maybe they'll whisper to their distant cousins in a foreign country. But if it's like a Ford F-150 truck, I'm like, shit, we're going to have to make conversation now. Um, You know what's crazy? My lips touched the mic and it was wet and I didn't even react. I was just like, oh, this is casual. This is normal, you know? When Jason was freaking out over the, his lips touching the mic, I'm like, oh, that happens to me, like, every time. (laughs) I was like, oh, I thought we were all used to that. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should be more sanitary. Okay, thank you.
2: Hey. Denise Lee, yay, yay. We've got three comics left. Everybody, thanks for sticking around. It's um, exciting that you're all still here. And um, yeah, remember when everyone used to bring their own microphones? Wasn't that, <laughs> there wasn't, not everything was terrible about COVID, you know what I mean? All right, um, Brandon, did you just go in the bathroom? Okay, then we're gonna have Brett go, and then you put your hands together for Brett Harper Jennings.
13: Uh, okay.
7: Um,
13: I I think uh, I think it doesn't really matter. It's a small room. Um, I don't. Oh, okay, cool. Oh God, I do. Um, I I think people are too comfortable t- uh, talking to me. Uh, I think they can conf- <laughs> they confess things. I was on a date, and within fifteen minutes, he was trying to like promote eugenics. He was, like, if it had been used as it had been intended to, it was a, would have been a good thing. And, like, he was Jewish, and so that was also confusing. Because he was saying that, like, in Nazi Germany, like, Jews would have come out on top, so eugenics was a good thing. And I was like, ah, uh, baby. Like, because I didn't want to, I didn't know how to get out of it. Um, and then, and then, but he was really, like, uh, gross. Um... <laughs> And he, he got, like, a giant pretzel with mustard. And, and instead, of, he wouldn't dip the pretzel in the mustard. He would kind of just, like, spin it around, like, on top. He would, like, graze it and then eat it. Uh, and so I started, I was, like, you know, dip dip the pretzel. Uh, so I was, like, yelling at him to dip the pretzel. I was, like, just dip it. And he was, like, no, but it's too, the spice of the mustard is too much. There's too much vinegar. And I was, like, dip it, dip it. And, and then he started dipping it, and then he started Crying because there was too much vinegar in the mustard, and I was like, "This is the person who is promoting eugenics." <laughs> like this is, I was like, "You wouldn't survive," and he was like, "I'm sorry," and I was like, "Okay, um, we're friends now." <laughs> uh, my mom, uh, she's she's the funniest person I know. I think she's so funny, uh, but when she drinks, she gets very boring. Like she's. She tells worse stories. Uh, we were at Thanksgiving, and she went into this, like, 20-minute story about our thermostat. She was like, there were so many wires. And I was like, ah, oh, you should tell them about the threesome with the drug dealer. Like, that was such a better story. There were so many twists and turns. She has crazy stories, and she went with the thermostat. And I know that's not funny yet, but I just, something about that bugs me. <laughs> okay. I don't know why this room just feels woo fun today. Um <laughs> I I also there were this is kind of a Jewish theme set. Um a lot of there were a lot of um at our at Thanksgiving we were with our neighbors and their cousins had just left like the Hasidic Jewish community in Brooklyn and I was like, "Oh, well, what are you looking forward to the mo- like what's the biggest difference?" and they were like, oh, well, have you heard of like vaping?" and th- And they were just, they were like, I had all these vapes and they were like, it's great. And I was like, I'm so glad that I know that my reaction to vaping is appropriate. Like I love vaping and they, the Hasidic Jews love vaping. Like we're on the same page. Okay, thank you. Um, As a child, uh, my mother would show me videos on how to make friends. Uh, UCLA put out these videos and they would teach you how to make friends. And my mom, uh, and, they, and they were always, they would show two people and they'd be like, do you think Jan is making like, A, too much eye contact? B, an appropriate amount of eye contact? C, not enough. And Jan would be like, facing the wall. Like she wasn't even, <laughs> and I'd be like, not enough. And my mom would be like, you're right, and didn't work. Okay, thank you. <laughs>
2: Brett Jennings, everyone. We have two comics left. Stick around. Your next one. Put your hands together for Brandon. Yay.
1: My was 87 on the So now I go bronco. Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: US, Holy, shit. Holy shit. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Pam, I'm sorry for putting my hand on your hand when you were about to squawk the horn. I was just trying to have a bonding moment. My bad, bro. Uh, uh, welcome. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of uh who let this nigga on the stage <laughs> don't look like that sir Nah, it was crazy it's uh it, it, it's, it's it's wild Newman was here he going now he was talking about like drooling and certain dreams he had and sexual exploits so I'm just going to kind of just riff off of what he was talking about first off I had this crazy dream uh I was kicking it with Dave Chappelle and in my dream I had asked him like yo can I write jokes for you and he told me no and I woke up like, damn, nigga, even in my dreams, my dreams don't come true. It's like shit, I like, <laughs> I gotta start thinking more positively. This shit's starting to affect my subconscious. Um uh, fucking and then Newman was also talking about like I feel like a lot of people up here was talking about a lot of freak shit they be into. So I just might as well just go out and just just jump out the window on y'all. Um I was hooking up and I know right now anti-semitism is like a hot topic in the comedy uh circuit. I was hooking up with this beautiful Jewish girl. She had the fatty. And then at one point, uh, I I jacked off on her titties. And then I licked my semen off her titties and then spit it in her mouth. I heard from this bitch since. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, she's, I haven't heard, and she was so upset at me when I did it, too. She's like, oh, my God, like, what would you do? And I was like, damn, bitch, I was just trying to show you a better life. Like, I was trying to be cute and adventurous and shit. I, I didn't know this was the vanilla Sex hour, I was trying to take you down that rocky road, nigga. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, man. uh Did anybody see the Black Panther movie? That new one, Wakanda Forever? Yeah, good. Don't. Don't. As, as an African American person, don't watch that shit. That shit was horrible. Everybody in Marvel Studios needs their ass whooped. Like, I don't understand. I'm trying to understand who greenlit this movie. Like, why would they think it's cool to make a movie about a Mexican man? Punching black lesbians for three hours. I was confused, very confused. I understand, but they made it. And you watched it, so whatever. Um, yeah, fucking. Uh, hold on, time out. I'm just just going through, just going through the motions. Oh, you know what? After I got done watching Wakanda Forever, you know what I've been thinking about recently? I don't, I don't trust people, non-black people, who just ride with black people on every situation they just they just they just defend them on every situation it's like i'm a black man even i sometimes like fuck these niggas these niggas is stupid as hell you know what i'm saying it's like really you riding with niggas on everything like i don't i don't i don't don't trust you i have this uh i have this joke sometimes where i'll just go on stage and just be like black lives matter sometimes just to see how people's just to see just to see how people react to that shit. Like, I remember I said that shit one time, and this, and this white woman was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I don't trust you. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust you. Like, for, for, for example, Pam, Pam, and I say this respectfully. Say, for instance, you are having a one-night stand with a black man, and this nigga had erectile dysfunction. His life will not matter to you tomorrow morning. <laughs> you're going to ghost him. I know it, and you know it, okay? Black lives matter sometimes. Damn it. Fuck! I just have to get that off my chest. Uh, uh, what else did I want to talk about? What else did I want to get off my chest? Oh, oh, okay. I know that right now this whole yay thing and then Vitas and whatever. Uh, okay. So there's this sushi restaurant in Los Angeles called Mashuga for sushi. I thought Mashuga was, haha. I thought Mashuga was Japanese. Mashuga is actually—is it—is it Hebrew or, or Yiddish? Is it Yiddish? It's Yiddish for crazy. If you know anything about the history of the, the fucking shit, you understand how that's a troll move. It's a troll move. It's—it it's, is a Jewish-owned sushi shop. That's a troll move. But then on top of that, they have Japanese. People making the sushi that's a super troll move but see God works in mysterious ways this is why God made me an african-american man who tells jokes and not a Japanese man who works at Meshuggah for sushi because if it was me I would have pulled the ultimate troll move and came out with the Holocaust roll. now I don't know exactly what the ingredients would be outside of gavilta fish but what I do know is that that sushi would have been deep-fried okay <laughs> is that my thing okay i'm sorry i i, I made it i made a i made an anti semitism joke now i got the horn all right but uh, okay i'm just fucking with you pam i i i've already i've already proved myself to you i've made you laugh so many times so it's like it's it's cool oh no i'm just joking with you um <sighs> got you um one thing I pride myself on as an African-American comedian is that I don't really make a lot of jokes about white women. Because it's like, you know, we, we get it, and, and, and they get it. They're evil. But I understand, like, like I feel like white women kind of have more sociopathic tendencies than most people.
2: You're at six minutes. you got to be done. you got to okay, okay, be done. Okay, Last okay. word, seconds, go. I have nothing else to say. I'm drunk and hey. I'm glad you guys are here. Brandon, everyone, hooray. I'm sorry, everyone else did four minutes and you did six and it's still my turn. Okay. But yeah, because you didn't hear the minute light at three like everyone else did. Your last comedian is me,
3: yay. Thanks.
2: I really appreciate you guys staying. Thank you for doing that. So, San Francisco used to be cool, you guys. I've been here for 15 years, and San Francisco used to be cool. I came back from Thanksgiving, and I was walking up the street, and I was in a Thanksgiving mood, you know? And there was a guy, and I smiled at him, and I said, Happy Holidays. And then he looked at me, and he went, I'll give you $10 to make out with me. And I looked at him, and I said, Why did you have to make it gross? Like, we had a really nice moment there for a second. I was trying to be nice. I never say happy holidays to people on the street. I was in a fucking holiday mood. I decided to be gracious, and he made it gross. Why? Why, San Francisco? It's disgusting. Like, it's the soul-sucking wasteland of Teslas. There's there's a guy driving a Tesla, and then there's a guy with no shoes. And I'm like, ah, and you're only offering me 10 bucks to make out with you? Really? Me? I'm the... Man, why? Not fair. Gross, San Francisco. I'm pissed off at you. No, everything's, I'm sorry, the whole city's falling apart, and it's hilarious. Yay. Uh, no, you've noticed it. I mean, come on, how much poop is on this? It's so, I can't even, I can't even. I wrote I wrote down the new things that I was thinking about. First, it was that that guy asked to make out with me, which was horrible, and I really wanted to be in a good Happy mood. And the thing that made me so upset is that I'm not ever, I never, I'm usually just like looking down. I was in a festive mood. Like far be it for me to actually be nice to people. Like I never do it and I chose to do it. And you know what San Francisco said? Fuck you. Don't be nice. Be mean. Have a scowl on your face. So that someone will go, like, hey, <laughs> five bucks if you'll smile. I'm like, like I'll take the $5 for the smile, but I'm not going to make out with the guy on the corner. No matter how much. Huck. I had the other thing written down. It said, SF sucks now. I have my new, you'll love this. Okay, so I took some acid the other day to try to get my head together. Did not work at all. It did not, didn't help at all. And I couldn't stop thinking about breast milk, like how, well, it's just, it's a gland. We've got a gland in our body. And I never used mine or whatever, but I still have them and they're fetishized and it's weird. And so there's a gland in our body that secretes a liquid. That has both colorative and nutritive content, and we use it to feed children. And then we like do it to animals and we make them. And then when you when you pull it from a cow, it kind of looks like a dick. And I was like, this is weird. And the thing that makes me crazy is that why are you know, we homogenize it, we pasteurize it, and nobody's thought to do this to men. So before the before you think I'm advocating for babies to suck dick, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we can take the jizz and it has colorative and nutritive content. And we could maybe pasteurize it and homogenize it and like make it into a nut butter right and you have the key to solving world hunger in your nutsack you selfish assholes that's how i know men are the worst is you're like let's 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 enslave an entire species of animal and we're gonna use their bodies for food when you have the food inside you all the time and the only smart people are the gay guys because they're eating this shit up that's why they're so fucking skinny that's why they're twinks. They're so pretty and skinny because all they're eating is cum. They know the secret. There's <laughs> nut butter. And I think I think I knew you'd like this joke. I knew that this is John Gallagher's. The thing is that what I think is that I think we've been missing out on the whole alchemy from the beginning. We, if we take If you take breast milk and jizz and put it together and leave it out on the counter, it turns into cheese. No, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm making shit up with that. Hey, other than my new that's my new jizz joke which I'm proud of thank you and then there was the thing I wrote it down World Cup ah my life is off because of World Cup I'm waking up with like with the weirdest hours and drinking Jesus Christ Oof. and I don't even care about America tomorrow fuck them I'm sorry oh did I say there I'm gonna get like like ads or something I like the Swiss uh, there was God what was the thing it doesn't matter but there was a thing and I had it written down and I was like this is a new thing I want to talk about that matter I've already wasted your time I did my four minutes Thank you guys, thanks for being here. Um, I guess uh, if anyone's driving over to Blarney Stone, I wouldn't mind a ride. Um, thanks for staying till the end, that's really nice of you guys. Okay, yay, bye,
3: yay.
1: I smell the smoke from all around.
5: wanna see me big Daddy's smooth word to mother let's check out a flick that exploits the color rolling through hollywood late at night red and blue lights with a common sight pull to the curb get played like a sucker don't fight the power the motherfucker. as i walk the
12: streets of hollywood boulevard
6: big and hard it was for those who started the movie portraying the roles of butlers and maids slaves and hoes many intelligent black men seemed to
2: Hey, we're back in studio. I'm joined by Latoy the Sheriff of Truth. Hi oh my, god. Oh my god. We're back oh my god. in we're studio. studio. Oh my god. But together in the same place at the same time. Oh, the sun is out. It's after nice. the rain. Yeah. It's good in San Francisco right
10: now. Happy holidays, ho ho days. We're already at the end of this goddamn year
2: yeah what somebody i'm so glad about the rain because the poop the poop is getting egregious here it is oh, it's it's it terrible is, it is um not okay you know <laughs> they um and
10: it's <laughs> going to get worse too because i was watching the news and they just was talking about they just closed down the uh injection site oh right there at uh, is it uh,
2: the safe injection site on O'Farrell.
10: oh not on O'Farrell. Oh, okay. i'm sorry it's um right at uh Center.
2: Okay. Oh, oh, the the place, the. Uh,
10: but it's not. But it was they all, called a transitional center? Or, yes, um, it was a transitional center. They're helping with
2: jobs yeah, and right, places. Right, right. And they closed that down. Yeah. And they were giving out water and they had food and they were helping with like eyesight and all kinds of things. Shoes, socks. Yeah. Socks, socks, socks. Oh my God. When I see someone with six pairs of socks and it's wet out and I'm just like, you don't have any shoes, but you have six pairs of socks, but they're all wet. That sucks so badly. That's so bad. But- so I'm not worried about the human poop. What I've been noticing is the dog poop because the rich people aren't picking up their dog poop. Everyone's just letting their dogs shit again because they're like, I think this is their mindset. They're like, okay, I spend a lot of money in this city and there are people pooping on the street, so you know what? I'm pissed about it. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have my dog poop on the street, right? That's what I'm gonna do. There's so much dog shit on the street.
10: I I'm seeing all types of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Some of it. You can tell it's all shit. Some of it, I don't know. Man or beast, man or beast. But I'm just, I am realizing that as expensive as this town is, and I, we say this all the time, it's not worth the money to live here. Um, It's unsafe. And when (laughs) I mean unsafe, I'm not just talking about violence or crime. I mean, health wise, Mm. it's not, we're, Pam's mentioning the poop thing. Mm. I mean, it's, Man or beast. There um, it is. They're, you know, the homeless. Needles people. on the street.
2: Needles on the street. Oh, that, I was just, I see, Needles we're on, on the, the same point.
10: That is something like, because unfortunately, why I mentioned the, um, the transitional place, those people are, that means now there's gonna be even more questionably housed. Mm-hmm. And what some of the stories I heard about the transitional place that helped people couple of the people they interviewed were like, yeah, this place helped me find a job. And this other person was like, I finally got housing through this place. And then this one other person was talking about how, like, you know, I hate the fact that we're all categorized as like, you know, people that are, you know, always getting high and stuff like that. When mm. a lot of us just need a place to live right. and something simple like that. They lost their lease. It's been a year,
2: and we hate poor people so much. Yes. Uh, that's I've just learned that. I think that's why we as Americans have always invested so much in our teeth, and then we didn't have insurance for dental for a while. So the old, that was one of the signs of wealth is if your teeth looked awesome, you were clearly wealthy because it's just outward sign of wealth. We also crazy on status symbols. You see, I saw someone with a Louis Vuitton vest on and i was like oh my god is <laughs> that real louis vuitton and it was like the ugly lv thing and i was like oh my god and just money 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 and just don't look poor don't look poor because once you look poor people think you're a prostitute we, it's weird i get propositioned on the street all the time
10: we even and what's even sad is like even those you know poor middle class working class we even, some of us even have the audacity to job shame people mm. who have a job. Yeah. Like I, I heard someone job shaming someone cause they worked at cricket. I'm like, well, at least they got a fucking job. Yeah. You know, yeah. gainfully employed. Since, Good for you. Since when do we start, you know, and, and, the thing is that person that's job shaming him, them ain't got a pot to piss in. Mm. And I think we're also, all of us are too obsessed with celebrity and and wealth
2: it's image i really think it, it all comes down to image and americans don't like poor people so if you have the image of a poor person it's a really fine razor line though because right now i have some outfits you know literally from the 80s and some girls that are under 25 they're wearing these outfits but it's like i'm sort of like 80s retro like Future 80s old, but it's all like new expensive stuff. And if you wear the exact stuff from the 80s, they're like, oh, gross, you're poor. So it's this very fine line between looking super classy and looking like a poser prostitute. And unfortunately, I'm giving off the vibe of the latter.
10: This whole prostitute thing's been going on all year with you. I like, don't I, understand. I don't, I've never really heard people before, like as Are much as working? this year, mistake
2: you Mm mm-hmm because I think I I think that society doesn't understand cisgender women identifying people with power and strength unless they're maybe selling their body I don't know maybe it's that if you are a self-possessed feminist people assume I don't How know. Would it don't overthink I don't, it. I
10: I don't. I they don't even know that you're a feminist. I think it's the fact that it's just a good old fashioned like, gross, uh, male identified like you're. You know. What I think I? I think she could suck my dick. That's the first thing that it will come to like a man's head, I guess. But so. I think
2: that if they're asking if I'm working, they're not. They legitimately think I am going to have sex with them for money. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, and so. That I'm somehow giving off that vibe, which I'm not <laughs> in any shape. Like it is never in my. But and then, it, it can, I can't take it as like a slight. Like, uh, uh, like they're being misogynistic. But then also, do they think that they're giving me a compliment? I don't. I'm, I'm confused, and I don't like it, and I don't understand why I'm interpreted. But the way I feel inside and the way I'm interpreted externally are so different. I can't even conceptualize how other people see me. And then I try to conceptualize how other people see me. And that's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. It's really hard because then I'm thinking about what everyone else thinks about me. But then when I actually act like myself, I feel like people don't like me. So I, I don't know. There's always this shame around being authentic, but that's all I can be. But then I feel like, oh, my God, this is a mental health issue, and I should just be like everybody else and get a lobotomy and be excited about oat foam at Starbucks, like, and work there and just be like. I think it's an environment. I really
10: think I has something to do with this place. It really, I mean, I don't know. I, I never, I've never been in love with San Francisco. Goodness. I like it rather than how I, you know, say – asked me five years ago I could have told you something different but I think it's it, it it's the environment
2: that we live in
10: honestly I
2: loved San Francisco until the pandemic and ended when it came when we came back from the pandemic it wasn't that I stopped loving San Francisco I feel that San Francisco stopped loving me Ooh. so it's more of like that's the vibe I'm getting from what I because I feel like I've accomplished a lot of things and helped a lot of people and I've put on a bunch of festivals and, you know, maybe maybe they aren't the biggest or the best, but I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. Like, and to be negated and, and feel and not feel appreciated, it's hard. And then I feel like, oh my God, I'm such a white woman. This is so like, why am I not appreciated? that? But then it goes back to like, I didn't have any kids, you know? And I'm sure that mothers feel that way about their children that they feel taken advantage of and that they give and give and give, and they don't get a lot of anything in return. Like how many people with their first Oscar stand up on stage and go, and I want to thank my mom. Like nobody does that anymore. Everybody takes advantage of their mothers. Um, And I've never got, and I don't even know what I'm talking about. I had no dog in that fight. I have no kids of my own, but you know, this is a, this is a 10-year-late abortion on this radio station if it disappears. (laughs) It was supposed to die. It was supposed to die in 2013, and I said, no, I'm adopting this stupid, ugly baby, and (laughs) I turned it into a smelly little dirt bag that smells like weed, and and then now it's just going to go, bye.
10: Well, I mean, uh, you can definitely tell, definitely after the pandemic, Things, I mean, of course, things weren't going to stay the same, but they didn't change for the better. Mm. Um, it's it's just like there's just so much negative energy so much. all around. Like I'm trying to be in the Christmas spirit or the sure, holiday spirit and sure. trying to get a little positive. But there's so much going on where I can be distracted and snap back to being. So easy. And it's, again, I think it's the environment. It's not my people I surround myself by, because I'm always surrounded by positive things that are going on here. Here's an example.
2: I was full of Thanksgiving joy. I was full of turkey and pie, delicious things, and I'd gotten off the BART. I was so happy. Thank you, good Dr. Katie, for the wonderful, incredible family enjoyment. And so I'm in the fucking holiday goddamn spirit. Skipping down the street, smiling at people. And I'm at a stop walk, and I smile at a man, and he smiles back. And I said, happy holidays. And then he said, I'll give you $10 to make out with me. Oh, story. True story. So I look back at him, and I said, I said, why'd you have to make it gross? Like, I was was being nice. And I walked really fast away. That's the exact example of what San Francisco is right now. It's like, you try to... If I'm walking down the street and I have a smile because I'm, God forbid, thinking about something fucking pleasant, someone will say something gross to me like, oh, girl, you got some teeth on you. Or like, they'll say something. Right on your goddamn parade. Well, it's like, can I have a joyful moment without somebody externally commenting on it or saying, like, ew. I didn't ask to be noticed here. Maybe it's just that I'm not. Because I specifically ask to be noticed in a certain context, I don't like it when it happens without without consent. Maybe that's it. Is when I stand on stage, I'm giving I'm giving the audience consent to judge me, to stare at me, to listen to me, to ignore me. But either way, the idea is that you're paying attention to me.
10: <laughs> so. I you know this. It also melts into the whole people thinking, assuming that you are some kind of call girl. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, when, when you're actually, how many people just go up to someone and say, happy holidays, happy killing, you know, like,
2: I'm sorry. He that smiled bit. at me first. And that's, in the and list. then I was like, and then I was like in the spirit. I was like, all right. Hey, happy, happy holidays, man. And then, then that killed and joy. Then, yeah. And then I'll pay you $10 to make out with me. Quote, and motherfucker, ten dollars? You think I'm worth ten dollars? How poor inflation. do you think I am, Motherfucker, Like, oh
10: $10, maybe you can't even get a full bill with ten dollars. Maybe this town. for
2: a hundred, honestly, honestly, if he would have, if he would have, for a hundred dollars, I would have, I would have paused for a moment, and then said, "Give me the money first. <laughs> <laughs> and you would have to give him asserts. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look that closely at him. I just, no, I just, he breath. wasn't anyone that invites
10: himself to like to say that to me has bad. Well, breath, I'm not going to tongue
2: the guy. Jesus Christ. He I guess to he said, you. make out with me. That's different than kiss. Yeah. Well, see now I'm like evaluating the whole thing, but there's a context for attention and I don't know. I don't feel like we're at. Okay. And so how about that then? Usually for a while, I was looking like this, right? And I wasn't trying to—I mean, I'm, my colors match or whatever. But this yeah. isn't like a sexy Pam put together. I'm not like She's wearing not in like, her cheerleading jacket. Yeah, I'm not skirt. wearing like. Yeah. So sometimes I put myself together, and lately sometimes I've been wearing makeup, whatever. And when I do that, I honestly get more unwanted attention. And I, and I try to empathize and think they think they're being nice to me because I'm old and they think I don't get attention and that I want it. And I, But I do want attention, I just want it when I'm on stage. I don't think
10: they think you look, because you don't look your age, so I don't. I, I would throw that out of the notion.
2: See, know. and then here we are again. I'm trying to think about what other people are thinking, yeah. which is not, no. who can do that? That's, You're in
10: your head too much.
2: And people say that, and then it's, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm like, I don't know. Is that I think too much? Jesus Christ, did people tell Socrates he thought too much? Hey, Socrates, stop thinking so much, bro.
10: There's a difference between <laughs> thinking and being in your head. Like meaning being in your head to me is just like I'm over. I, I, I'm i tightening something that doesn't need to be tightened. I am taking
2: things too seriously.
10: Yes. Yeah. Which will end up driving me crazy. And then also with that, I am battling the. The angel and the demon on me with the insecurity issue mm-hmm. with being all in my head. Thinking that oh, it's gonna turn into a me problem. Right. And I don't want when I'm already trying to work on thyself, I don't need that kind of
2: How about this? Is what I've been trying to do lately. I've been trying to only speak when I actually have something meaningful to say that's <laughs> not negative. And I've been trying. And then what ends up happening is that I just sit there silently. And then people think I'm standoffish. So it's (laughs) like, I can't win. If I quietly sit in the corner and try to look pleasant because I'm don't want to say anything negative and I don't have anything positive to add, that's meaningful. And then I just sit there silently. Then even with a pleasant, I try. And the only thing I can think in my head is just try to look pleasant and but then but then i've heard that it, i look like i'm smug so it's like <laughs> if i try to look pleasant i'm smug if i if i frown i'm a pissy pants in a bad mood if i get drunk then i'm a, this wasted crazy bitch if i act like myself then everybody's mad at me later it's like i can't win here i don't i don't know who to be i don't know what part to play and the only one i like is the one where i'm on stage telling jokes i like that but then lately, comedians have been telling me that they don't like that and that I'm not funny. But I had two really killer performances on Saturday night. And I felt so comfortable and so wonderful and the audience really loved me. See, right there, what you just said
10: it's yes. the most important thing.
2: <sighs> Fuck,
10: you need to stop worrying and trying to please those people who will probably never make it, who probably ain't that fucking funny and obviously, they don't have the grace. I don't have to, grace. You, you got a little bit of grace. You got you got, you got, you got, I'm not just talking on stage either. I'm talking oh my about my life. No as well.
2: way. I'm like constantly walking the precipice of a emotional breakdown, like severe oh. emotional collapse coming. Well, it's I agree like, with that
10: too. Yeah. it's not graceful. This is
2: not a graceful point in my but, life
10: when I'm talking about in a professional manner, that's well, when you're out, when you're doing your job, a paid gig,
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, I get it done.
10: That's, that's what I'm talking about as well. So that's why I said you got some grace in you
2: when I work for hella funny, I, because they pay me and I perform and the audiences are always good and they respect me and they make me feel like I'm a good comedian. And then I do, and then I knock it out of the park every time, but when I get to a show and I feel like these people don't really like me, there's other people on the bill that don't think I'm funny, it's a small crowd, blah, blah. I mean, all of these things. I love performing, I love it, but I hate, I hate performing in front of other comedians, because it's just, I constantly feel like they don't think I'm funny, what? and I can't, I just can't deal with it.
10: You need to let those people go. I don't wanna do that, I, because it's... they're around
2: me every day, all the time that's why I need to go somewhere else <laughs> like <Try>. seriously <laughs> there's it's fine I'm telling you dude the promised land of Greece is like I just I it's almost like I'd be retiring but I'm not obviously I'd be working really hard like on a bunch of different things I have my new I, I told you about this my poetry book I want to work on mm-hmm. the land acknowledgement um, it's such a white lady thing to do. It's terrible. It's disgustingly <laughs> white lady. But what else can I do except acknowledge that like I don't want to be the person that doesn't acknowledge that all of these things happened? I don't want to just skate on it and be like, woo, this was all manifest destiny, white people did it. Woohoo! You know, like oh, I deserve every every single, every single privilege. I earned, I got it, I'm entitled to those. No, those were like fucking gifted and not even gifted stolen it's not a gift so it was a gift from my parents and maybe from their parents but 100 200 years ago it was stolen anyway so the land acknowledgement book i mean and i think like once i have distance from san francisco and california because i've never lived anywhere outside of california once i have that distance i'll be able to create something with perspective you know so i
10: I forgot about that
2: yeah i've never lived outside of california you know, born in Livermore, moved. We were in Pleasanton for a minute, then Danville, then I was in San Diego, and then up back up in Davis. I, you know, I was a camp counselor in Santa Cruz Mountains for a while, so I'll count oh, that for the cool. summers. Um, and then, uh, so Davis, I'll count like skiing in Lake Tahoe because I want to get the Donner Party in there because that shit's cool. <laughs> I did you did you hear all the crazy Donner party stories? No, did we talk about this? No, I so didn't the, even
10: know you were a camp counselor. I was an ex camp counselor. So oh yeah, I never knew that. Oh yeah, all right, counselor. So
2: I, so I have all these different dots on the map to be able to explore what indigenous people lived there first. And then the year that I was there, I'm going to write letters to people of that tribe, or the Californios were here, or the Mexicans, or we're gonna we'll we'll spread around we'll spread around the white guilt. I think a little bit. <laughs> But it's not necessarily, it's it's gonna be apology letters, basically, mm-hmm. and gratitude letters, and saying things to the people that were there, and like acknowledging the fucked up shit that happened. It's gonna be a lot of research, because I'm gonna have to know what the peoples were and the history of the peoples, and when we took them over, and did they have to go to reservations, where did we put them, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> but the Donner Party stuff is really amazing because, there was a there was a tribe of of native americans that lived up there in fact they summered and there's this beach and it's the best when you walk when you're hiking and you walk by this beach it's like native american tribes have been using this beach for summer campouts for thousands of years and like they used the lake and they'd get all these fish and they'd dry them but it was basically all summer they just party up there and that's like right where the donners fucking died so it was a big winter and there were like 20 snow drifts and it's just that they didn't know how to survive And the Native Americans tried to help them so in the beginning they gave them some dead rabbits and they put them around the camp and the Donner Party like got them and didn't really know or whatever happened then they they didn't well they got they figured it out I think but then the Native Americans right when the big snow started hitting they tried to offer them a dead deer they had dressed a deer they had brought them basically a deer and the Donner Party shot at them shot at them with guns shot at them so they could have been saved if they, their racism killed them. If they could have been open to see that the Native Americans were bearing gifts and trying to help them through the motherfucking winter, Every but in, time they
10: we get tricked.
2: shot at them. And so then they went back even later to check on the crazy white people and they saw the bones and they'd saw that they'd been eating each other. And then they were like, they are demons from another dimension. They went back. They prayed to their gods. So they the were Donner,
10: like, wait, wait, "Wait, go back." So the Donners were eating each other—cannibalism. Yeah. So the Donner they, the yeah. Donner
2: party um, was—it was a group of people that left. They went. They left on the and funny enough, um, Abraham Lincoln was supposed to be in the Donner party, and it was a cabinet maker and this other. And Donner was the oldest, so that's why they named it after him. And they left on the last possible day from Missouri, and then they tried to take that's a shortcut. The they tried to take a shortcut. And it it was an untried shortcut, but the guys lied and said it didn't say. Anyways, they bought a shortcut and the people said it was tried and true, but no one had ever done it before. So then they went this long way and all these people, there were all these problems, and then they kicked this one guy out. There was a fight and they were like killing each other. The white people, okay, on the way. Then they get to finally to like the Donner Lake area and it just starts snowing and it's crazy. And it was one of the biggest storms. It was in the uh, winter from 1846 to 1847. And the snows were bigger than they'd ever been, ever, and since years and years and years, many, many years. And the drifts got very, very high, and it was was pretty crazy winter. But but they still, um, they decided to camp there, and they couldn't figure out how to find food. They couldn't, there was a lake right there, but they couldn't ice fish. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So they were, like, eating their shoes, and they ate all their animals. (laughs) They ate the hides. They were, eating, they were eating like a glue like paste. They were hiding food from each other. There were three different cabins. Anyways, the Native Americans tried to help them. And they
10: okay. I think this is okay, so there's the
2: movie that came out about this. I haven't seen the movie yet. I want and to it see it. It actually the movie. looks
10: really good and I have to watch this later tonight. It came out in 09, but Crispin Glover oh my as God. William Forrester alright. Right, already it's starting good uh Christian Kane, I don't know who that is. Um Harry Wayne Moore, I've seen this guy before. And then there's the Mark Boone Jr. guy. He was like on the um Sons of Anarchy okay, show.
2: Okay, okay.
10: So, there's some like cool people, their faces look familiar, but this story and Glover is the leading guy, so it's already going to be a shit. This the,
2: the the story is scintillating. This. It is a scintillating story about the last wagon train that they left, the, they were the last opportunity to leave, and it's the hubris of a white man that have no idea what they're doing or where they're going or how to get it done, and traveling across, and yeah, the Donner Party, and they ate each other, and so some of them, women and children mostly lived, but it's because the guys were getting in fights, and it was, I mean, it's, it's a dramatic story of a bunch of stupid white people making a lot of mistakes. Yes, making a lot of mistakes.
10: Another...
2: <laughs> so mean, yeah. But, but they
10: killed the oh my god. I, they oh, didn't sorry, kill
2: they didn't kill any Americans, they shot at them. We don't shot know. At, excuse me, shot at they them. They shot at them instead of accepting the help. And that just proves that the racism of white people can literally kill cause us to cannibalize each other. <laughs> <laughs> what a a <catamal. laughs> And they say California's not backwards? Come yeah. on now. Well, I don't want crime. Um <laughs> but so the back to the poetry book. I'm gonna write these like letters. To all the indigenous people from people of my age group, as me, like writing back and forth, and they'll be poetic. It's kind of like Ted Hughes when he wrote his um, prize-winning book of letters to um, fucking Sylvia Plath. His his birthday letters. He wrote her a he wrote her a letter on her birthday every year after she killed herself, and then he put them together in a poetry book and made and got Ted Hughes. Anyways, capitalized on her death, and I'm not gonna capitalize on. I'll give. I promise I'll give money to all the tribes. If I make any money on this poetry book, I will donate it to like reparations in some form or fashion.
10: So it seems like we—I mean, I—I I never heard of the story, so I'm now going to go into a round. Oh, it's hole. so fun! It's, it's such a good story. Typical white, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Typical. It—it—it it, it goes back to when you were telling me this. I'm thinking of Columbus and when yeah. you went to the islands. And what he did to uh, the people there and, you know, their way of gratitude. He,
2: I ended up killing them. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, you know. It's a nightmare. So the one guy they kicked out, they kicked out, he went on his own. He made it to Sutter's Fort. He's the one that sent the search parties. He, like, sent multiple search parties to find them because they, they made him leave his family. They exiled him after there was a fight and he killed a guy. And they're like, okay, now you're exiled. And so he went on his own. So he made it on his own to Sutter's Fort. And then he was the one who sent the parties back to find them, and it was just this crazy winter where it was like storming, storming, storming. So this one group of five, the the group of forlorn or hope, they all leave together. I think there were seven, and they ended up getting discovered finally, but two of them died, and they were huddled underneath. They all they brought was a blanket, and they were and they were like huddled underneath a blanket in the winter. They all thought they were gonna die, but the search party found them. They're like. Ah! Anyways, you'll watch the movie. It's so good. My retelling is it's, it's, far too it's, brief. It,
10: it looks like it takes place around like the gold rush and stuff it's like that.
2: 1846. So. 1846. Yeah. 1846 so, yeah, to 1847. Yeah. That's in the heart of the gold. Yeah. Right. So it's like an eight month journey story. And uh
10: how did we get on the subject?
2: Oh, because of my poetry book that I'm <laughs> oh, going When I have that's... distance. When I have distance from San Francisco, from, like from California. Um and then the other oh. Right, well, because I've always lived and I wanna I wanna have it be like historical but also like poetic and i don't think anyone's ever done anything like that before and also just like a full-on land acknowledgement like it's like <laughs> saying we we hey we suck over here sorry about that like i don't know who else is gonna i'm sorry my little poetry books but at least someone's saying
10: Californian it california and telling uh some real california history right because you are everyone always just talks about the gold rush and mm. blah 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 but there's other things of
2: california history white california history well the, the the native americans that lived here and the skills that they have like i like people like wania um with a uh, Buck, buckskin revolution that are teaching indigenous skills to help people with it's like survival skills but also more than survival skills it's how people lived here before we got here, before we built these houses, before we had these roads, this infrastructure, this destruction of the planet, when we lived in tune with the land around us, what did that mean? I don't even understand that, I can't conceptualize it. I would love to and I respect and I think it's like lost knowledge that is super important knowledge. Like how do you live? How do you how do you live without all of this? this, <laughs> right. how do you, you know, like uh, Walden Pond with a uh, fucking Thoreau man, Henry David Thoreau living out there off $26 for a year, building a house out of stuff and fishing and living, you know, living to the marrow.
10: It's, it's really important to learn to live or to know part of the land that you're on. Because I mean, all of this, all land is all sacred. Because all there is somebody else for you and then and beyond. And so I, I, you know, even with if you're growing things, being one with the land or like learning how to hunt without an AK-47. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Bow and arrow, okay. man. Fucking get yeah. back.
0: You know. I,
2: that's why i appreciate
10: appreciate hunting mm-hmm. you know i i've never done it I've, I've only been like done fishing and stuff but you know I appreciate hunters who do hunt that style with a bow and arrow mm-hmm. or what have you because it's you're appreciating that thing of on the land it's life as well you know and i think here in America in part especially here since we're in the urban jungle we we forget all that even in suburbia we and then even with you just you know going to another place that is completely different and a completely lang- different language, complete different alphabet. Yeah. I mean, hello, the alphabet is like oh Jesus. But that's you know that poetry is going to also marry into that that new chapter and as well.
2: I agree with you that all land is sacred because land is dirt and uh, you know dust to dust we we come from dirt, we go back to dirt. Pe- things are grown in dirt. Dirt is all. We are dirt. It's the whole deal. I so eat dirt. all will all land is sacred. We do eat dirt because it mm-hmm. makes our things grow and all this stuff. Yep. Like it's all part of one and we all land is sacred because every part of that dirt. I'm sure something has died on every bit of everything that exists, right? So that means Absolutely. it's all sacred if we value life. Oh my and gosh. And I think
10: that's the problem. What we see now is what that last thing that you just said right there value like right there is such a lack of value in life like we see you know i I don't want to sound like someone's auntie but i've noticed the value of our life has just gone downhill because we are so addicted to being on our some kind of technology what have you we don't have a balance which is very unhealthy we don't do things in moderation (laughs) which is very unhealthy and then our value—we dep- depreciate our value of life, and we also let others take advantage of depreciating our life. You know, I hear these horrible stories about this 12-year-old who killed his mom because <gasps> uh, she didn't buy him a uh, a $300.
2: Whoa! Like stop.
10: Well, it's like school
2: shootings. That's That's like that's like no value of life. life. That's what when a twelve-year-old gets an AK-47 and they have no value of the concept of life. But when I was twelve, I was like Mm -hmm. every baby chicken, like like a bird in the sky. I'm like everything. Like oh my god, my heart is so soft to everything living. I can't even. I couldn't even. I was crying when we had to dissect that dead frog. When I was fourteen, I was bawling. It was so hard just because I just. Like I There's love a, life, and to see it dead and have I to. I can't is, see like, an animal. I, I
10: get like I get sad when I see roadkill
2: because yeah. I'm like, oh, even oh. if it's just a,
10: a a squirrel, I'm like, oh man,
2: yeah. that
10: squirrel's live. Oh, it but when I see be... an
2: alive squirrel, it gives me such rampant joy. Like I love squirrels. I see the like, I love
10: you, squirrel. This is girl, squirrel.
2: I, <laughs> I don't
10: mind them. They, they don't do anything to me, and oh. I appreciate them. But the value, because we're so used to seeing violence, mm. and we're you know a lot of us watch it not on T not on TV you guys or uh, a TV show it's just on your social media or it's
2: in your own home for God's sake I mean I've heard mm-hmm. I've seen people arguing in front of their children that, that is happens. so uh, just like not even recognizing that there's a child there exactly, and saying things to each other and just throwing such negativity that it's like wow and so Mm -hmm. if a child and if that's violence if that's verbal violence that is is seen externally like on the street imagine what's happening in that home
10: it's it's and that's being processed into that person's mind and then that and i'm glad you did say that with the parents because that's also could be a cycle that the parent is repeating as well from what they saw
2: and and it's when and all the child learns is when i'm frustrated and i don't get my way i fight and i yell Mm -hmm. that's i hurt i hurt and that's probably not the best way to go about things
10: i see a lot more hurt people on this street and it kind of coincides with like you know how you wanted you just said happy thanksgiving to someone and then
2: and then they blew negativity all over Right. right Unless they thought they were trying to be positive because they, sh- they think I'm a sex worker and that's a good deal. <laughs> I, the, that was just negative all around. <laughs> so but... True. I was not happy about it.
10: We don't value ourselves and I don't... We definitely don't value others. And it just seems like sometimes it is better to just go back to the land <laughs> be, oh and, and, and touch some dirt. Put me on a Greek island. Oh. Coming soon. Coming you know. soon. Yeah. I mean, it's... I enjoyed myself when I was a Portugal. Um,
2: I- they won today, by the way. They beat my beloved Swiss oh, six to one. Wow. It was it was horrific. It was it was just that right, their Portugal. offense. Yeah, and they didn't even play Ronaldo until the last four minutes. Yeah, they,
10: they held they held him out. They, they said the best they, for last.
2: They they held him out because he, his ego got the best of him. And then the guy they replaced him with got a hat trick, and he's 21 years old. Dude. Ramos, dear God, it was. It was so sad. And I love Jan Sommer, the keeper, and it was—they were all impossible goals. He couldn't have. There's only one of them that he maybe could have gotten a hand on, but the rest of them are just out of nowhere. And he had no. De- his defensemen were doing nothing today. It was—it was a completely different Swiss team than we saw in the last game. Dude, it was really upsetting for me.
10: I've been paying attention. <laughs> oh. Sorry, guys, we're talking about. I'm sorry. World I've been paying attention as well. Did you know that Wales had not been in the World Cup since 1958, it's and this is long his first time. time
2: well, I'm really and excited for out. England. I hope that England beats France. I'm excited for England too. I don't <laughs> want France to win two years in a row. Mbappe, no. you know, Undergaul. you've done. Undergaul. We know you're the best player in the world right now, Mbappe. Just go back to France, eat a croissant. It's gonna be fine. Have a baguette, some butter and jam.
10: France has a, two, uh, a killing black people problem too. So, uh, nah, and I'm Mbappe
2: not... is black, so maybe you could stand up and say something. But France, France,
10: they always, they agree. always won. They
2: won last time. Yeah. So. And I love the English team because I know all the players on the team because they're all in the Premier League, and I watch Premier League. And so it's fun for me to watch because I know the players. Mm-hmm. So I like them. The Swiss were my team. I also love the Netherlands. I love, love, love the Dutch. Um, they got beaten by Spain back in 2012 or 2014. I, I can't remember the year, 2014. I was very sad face. Um, so I'd love to see the Dutch do well. Morocco is, is a under a super underdog, and they're going to play Portugal. Portugal is probably going to... Oh, that's
10: going to be a good game. When is that game? That is...
2: They're the, it's the last... Yeah, I think it's on Sunday. I can't remember. Is Thursday it? is the next one that's big, okay. so I get tomorrow off, and I'm going to do my laundry. Okay, so then I've Thursday, been watching keep... way too much World Cup. I haven't been getting anything done w- in my, like, real life. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've been feeding my cats, obviously, and changing their water, um, and I need to do their litter box. I'm sorry, kitties, but I have not... I have... Four loads of laundry that are all divided and ready to go, and I just my excuse is that uh, I don't have enough quarters, oh <laughs> and I get it. I have five dollars in my back pocket. I'm going to the bank. Portugal I'm getting quarters.
10: kicks Switzerland.
2: Yeah, it was it was rough to watch as a Swiss fan. It was Six? they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't get anything Six done. Six to one. Six to one. It was really rough.
10: Ooh, is that one of the highest? One of games the highest, so
2: It's one of the highest scoring games. It um, no Brazil beat somebody like uh, Brazil beat Costa Rica like seven to one or something. Damn, they got one. But um there haven't in the it's the highest scoring game in a in a quarterfinals that there's I think been since like nineteen fifty something or something. I remember they were just saying something but I can't remember everything. Anyways so two of my teams are out now. I was really going for Japan and uh the Swiss, but two of my teams are still in. So the Netherlands and England.
10: I'm going for England. You know why? Yeah, no, of course. And <laughs> I, I,
2: for me, it's just that I know the players, and and I'd like to see Harry Kane get a get a World Cup trophy because this is gonna be his last year playing. It would because be, he's old. It would be
10: nice, and for the holidays, and then have be celebrating. Yeah, in England with you know with the
2: World Cup victors. Hell yeah, exactly. You know, because I think the,
10: I think the last time they won was in 1966. In a while, but some yeah, it was. This we is were the born. year if it's we, gonna happen. This we is the year. Born yet. it that way when the last time they won so
2: harry kane if he can anyways i'm excited for the english team i think that they're real 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 contenders even though against that united states english england game was (laughs) pathetic (laughs) i I, I did watch that. what a waste of time i was just getting ready to talk some shit it was bad Uh, this lets you
10: know that they need to invest more money into the usa women's soccer team exactly we can at least take uh, World World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah, hell yeah. Invest. Because that shit, I was watching it and the yeah. only thing I was thinking about was if they don't invest into these so, women's soccer teams. This was
2: the crazy thing is <laughs> I saw that, I saw that game at Standard Deviant which is a great brewery downtown, everybody. Go check them out on 15th and Mission. Great, great beer. Love Standard Deviant. Anyway, yeah, free free plug lager. for them. But it was, the place was packed <laughs> and I was kind of going for England so I was being quiet. Jonathan and I were sitting there and we're just like, Shh. But, um, I couldn't handle it because the whole crowd started chanting USA USA, Uh-oh. USA. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. and Uh-oh. it felt racist I to did. me. It felt like in the heart of my being, I was like, I cannot chant this. It feels horribly racist. And then in the other game, the game that they lost, um, they the people were chanting, this is the worst. It's called soccer. It's called soccer. And I'm like, the hubris of you, American motherfuckers Are you fucking kidding me? It's called soccer chance. It's called soccer. (laughs) It's so awful. They were doing it in Qatar too. They were chanting behind the behind the uh the commentators. And they had signs that they had big signs that said, It's called soccer. The arrogance. The arrogance. I know.
10: The rest of the world. The England does the UK does call it uh soccer sometimes. But the rest of the world says football. F U hyphen T B O that's in español. Football. Football. Not soccer. Not soccer. See, this is, see, and this, we're the is one why, little this is country. another reason why you leave in two.
2: That's right. the, exactly. ar- the arrogance. another it's another like,
10: pos- possible possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh, the arrogance and the because I would have felt the same way in that room if I heard a bunch of white people and others call it saying USA. I'm like, is there
2: like a, is there a rally? Where's the there, Trump rally?
10: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where's
2: the, where's where, like, we storm in the Capitol? What this are we the doing?
10: The mob? This is the yeah, is this January oh six. It's not all over again. <laughs> and then it's called soccer. Mm.
2: Y'all that's tacky. That's exactly. It's ignorant. Mm-hmm.
10: I, I it's no,
2: I agree. I was really put off by it i was like we're just it just makes us look bad but when i go i mean whenever yeah. i go <laughs> if i leave when i leave and i whenever anybody asks where i'm from i will just say san francisco <laughs> just like, i'm yeah. not gonna say i might say california because don't say, just say because those two things. well those are the only i mean i can claim i can legitimately claim california as a birthright in that I've never paid rent. I've never lived outside of California. You've always paid your taxes to California. Always paid. I've never paid anything but state taxes. I've always had Wells Fargo. (laughs) This is my first bank. Um, All of it. I'm super Californian. And so I feel like when I'm an international traveler, that I will claim California. And I will not say. I don't ever say America. I always say, you
10: know, I'm from chicago or i'm mm-hmm. from you know california yeah and, but people get excited with Cali- oh california because they think hollywood and shit like right. that think, you know
2: they think baywatch
10: yeah <laughs> beautiful so that's where the conversation opens and at least chicago is a place where people oh Chicago. oh you know yeah. people are familiar with right you know st sure. louis i don't think yeah but anyway but yeah i don't ever say i've heard other americans say oh i'm from america i'm like mm. I'm, i don't know this
2: In, I was so embarrassed in 2003 when I was in Amsterdam and I was with a group of people and, and we wouldn't say anything. And when people would mistake us for Canadians, we'd go, yeah, (laughs) eh, we're Canadians, eh? Yeah. Montreal, eh? (laughs) Yeah. Like, parlez-vous français? Montreal, eh? (laughs) Like, no but we just wouldn't correct them if, it, if they some people would say oh clearly you're australian like, mate you got, put another <laughs> shrimp on the barbie let's just hang out and smoke pot in amsterdam oh god That's yeah so i was funny. i wasn't i wasn't gonna claim george bush i just I yeah george dubs as my own no way Mm-mm.
10: i but when i do open when do people find out that i am from the states and sometimes I'll say I have said I'm from the states but um dialogue opens especially when it gets political which oh. I love. I love it. Oh. It's happened so many times even this past time when I was in Portugal dialogue and and, and 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 the beautiful thing is what was going on in Portugal when I was there was the um the election of the president in Brazil. Okay. So cuz they you know Portugal Brazil they
2: you know, they speak Portuguese uh, in Brazil. Ex- exactly. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know. Little, uh, li- tiny right. country, lots of ships in the 1600s. <laughs> Ooh, all the way
10: to the 1880s. <laughs> but everyone was paying attention to that. And so after when Lula won, you know, I started, there was more political conversations about the states. And I'm just like going, I'm, lo- I'm listening to the news in Portuguese and trying to follow it. Sure. And then looking at the new American news on my phone I'm just like but I don't think least Bosonaro which is Trump their version of Trump he's out but he's trying to play like you know oh it was a, it was they stole it from me exactly Did the, you know the Trump they do that yeah yeah um, but I you know earlier you said that you were worried about 45 possibly running again, becoming or, or becoming president again
2: becoming 47
10: I don't think he will
2: this, I, I love this ju- optimism that you have. This 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 blind optimism. This There's is beautiful. There's a new
10: racist in town and his name is Ron DeSantis in, in Florida, the governor.
2: And he wants to run for president. They're going to push him. So they want to have a bigger racist for president. Yeah. So then people A racist with
10: a that is not too um uh chaotic. See,
2: but that's why people will if vote for Trump because he's a, he's like a hidden racist still.
10: Well, for DeSantis, DeSantis is the one that they want to put in as the running or as the runner for the Republican Party because they can lease polish to Satan and he's not yeah. too erratic huh. like Trump. Trump is just erratic, and so they're, you know, though they're still sucking his mushroom dick, um, since he's lost 2018, 2020, 2022, the Republicans are getting kind of fed up with him, and they're looking at the Satan. But the problem with the Satan, and we've talked about him many times on the show is him being the Glover. Uh, he is the governor of Florida that put out that don't say gay in schools and it's going through in Florida. Oh, he's no. that guy. No. So, but the thing is he's not on social media being erratic. And so right. which the Republicans like.
2: So, cause he's quietly being That's a racist and a homophobe. Part. He's just a quiet, quiet, quiet quiet part. Oh, well, Roe v. Wade was overturned. And like I said, gay marriage is next. And if the Satan gets in, then you know that's exactly the first thing that's going to happen is is that they're going (laughs) to repeal. And but didn't Trump just said he wants to abolish the Constitution. Constitution.
10: (laughs) (laughs) And you couldn't even get anybody in the Republican Party to denounce him for saying that. So, but here's
2: the thing of why I see that some people could get behind the idea of denouncing the Constitution. Because the Constitution, a lot of us say, especially on the Democratic side and the socialist side and the POC side, that it's a super racist piece of legislation. When it was originally written, the whole three-fifths, three-fifths. thing is so gross and all of the stuff with the landowners and it was all white men. And I get it. And so I could see people I could see people backing Trump, POC and females backing him or saying, let's create a new piece of legislation that isn't racist. But I think the problem is the people in charge are inherently still racist and they want to make it worse than it was before. They'll take out all the rights and privileges that exist in the Constitution. And if you build another one, then what safety do we possibly have? And they've already changed everything with like the all that stuff about them having all of our texts and all of the stuff that 9-11 did and they they've been watching us and they have all of you know all that stuff. What's it called? The. Talk about um. Um. Oh. How they've Patriot? taken away Well, they've yeah they've taken away all our civil liberties in so many ways, and yet if you take away the Constitution, once you remove free speech, we're all fucked. If we make a new Constitution, who who do we trust to ratify? What what the fu- no? But I can see some people siding and saying, tear it all down and rebuild it.
10: Yeah, and those and the sad is. You know, I can't even
2: deny what you're saying because people don't
10: do their own homework about the people that they're voting for or some mm-hmm. of these candidates. And so with that, I can, I don't, I can't disagree with you completely at all because when people see new eye candy, are like, oh, what's this, instead of doing your homework about how this person votes and how, you know, what laws and what are they about, they just see this shiny new. It's like he talks right. I'm gonna vote for him. Like right now, we have the Georgia runoff. Do not vote for Herschel Walker, please. For the love of God, that man is such a sellout. The runoff between Warnock and Walker will hopefully we'll find out by today. I'll be up. Is this a
1: recount
2: since this is is a recount? But from November, and we're finally we're in December, and it's getting done.
10: Yeah. this This is the day. Wow. This is the day. So we out if we have Warnock Br- uh or fell out walk. But you know it's
2: what can hopefully, any of-
10: hopefully by this time you won't have to do
2: I don't know. What here's the thing though is that we in if San Francisco has gotten this unfeeling toward because I'm talking about the homeless people that are cold on the street this is like the last bastion of sort of like art and love and joy and beauty and being weird and it seems like that's gone like enough rich people moved in and now it's $17 hamburgers with no fries <laughs> and children stealing toilet paper from the Walgreens like that's what and there's poop on this and then And then no one can get health care, it's hard, and you've got tents, and it's raining. No one has shoes. And, you know, I don't wanna go back to the $17 hamburger, but like there's a bunch of them. It can't, I mean, anyway, San Francisco's going to hell in a handbasket, and as much as I love a good bonfire, because (laughs) s'mores are my favorite, and I love to roast marshmallows, it's too expensive to watch. Like I'm burning my own pot money in the pile to stay here and and like deal with the after. I know San Francisco has given me the skills that I can go be happy pretty much anywhere. I've got enough education from this place. I've gotten enough experience from running this place. I've, I've gotten a lot of things out of San Francisco. I've become a stand-up comedian. I have a huge script. Oh, that's the second book I can write. Oh my God, I would write... If I had time and a little bit of distance and I wrote the poetry book first, I could write a fictionalized memoir of my 11 years in San Francisco. I'll be like, in an 11-year undercover study, <laughs> deeply embedded. You know, like I'm this journalist that did an 11-year undercover study as a comedian. Anyways, I would write like a tell-all fictionalized memoir. I'm not going to do any one of those like millions of pieces it was real i was really in jail and then (laughs) and then oprah's like this is the book of the year they were really in jail and then you find out they were never in jail Jail. and they're like (laughs) well it was a fictionalized memoir (laughs) and it's like oprah just started a genre it's called fictionalized memoir it's true but it's not you don't know what's true what's not basically the only true thing is that it's my name and then and then every some things are true like I'll probably keep all the places real but I'll change all of the names I like the idea of the you know the great screenplay that you probably will be making oh screenplay I've already written all the screenplays I'm just going to give those to Nikos he already read one of them he read Dottie and Bree and he's like this is really good I can give him voices I have so many I have like eight screenplays that are written right now and they're just sitting there and they're all different lengths too some of them are like 50 minutes they're all some of them are like Netflix anyways I've got a lot of that stuff written But the fictionalized memoir would just be, I wouldn't even mean it to be a movie. I'd want it to be a book. Because it's, I mean, comedy is, the only people who do comedy are really damaged, hurt people. And it's people who were like, who were ostracized as children, who were beaten, who were abused, who saw horrible things. This is what comics are, seriously. There has to be some kind of trauma. that gives you the impetus to be like, I'm going to, Stand up in front of people with nothing except myself and my words, and in I'm going to make them laugh. That's an insane thing to think that you can do. And the only place that can come from is like extreme trauma. Or maybe someone's life was so perfect and awesome. Maybe that's the other way. It's, it's either extreme. But mm-hmm. you would think that so many misfits could all sort of like band together. But I think that what they do is they band together in these little tiny enclaves, these little these little groups, there's little cliques. And so then it's just like high school again. It's just a bunch of hurt, damaged, confused people that are all trying to be creative and they're all vying for the same stage time and space and acknowledgement and it just gets ugly and toxic and gross. It does. And then sometimes you're on the outside and sometimes you're on the inside. And some people like you sometimes. And then sometimes they like you and then they don't like you. And then it's like, what did I do? Why don't you like me anymore? What did I do? I didn't do anything different. I've been doing the same thing the whole time. And then, you know, it's so, oh, my God. When people don't come to your open mic, it's like, whoa. Wow. They don't even want my free stage time. Everybody hates me right now. What did I do? Right. Right. So all that stuff, it's just a very, but, I mean, and I, Maybe I even would write it from the perspective of a 14-year-old. It honestly feels like the cheerleading thing again. It feels like I'm a cheerleader. Like, I know I'm on the squad. There are eight cheerleaders on the squad, and I know that I'm one of them. And at the end of every game, I go, where's the party? And they all go, there isn't a party. And then on Monday, everyone's talking about the party. Mm-hmm. That's what I mm-hmm. feel like. That's. What, I had a dream last night that I was at a comedy show, and everybody was talking about where they were going next, and they weren't telling me. They're trying to keep it secret, though. And I was like, I looked at one person, and I don't remember who it was in my dream, but I was like, it's okay, I get it. You guys don't want me to be there. Like, keeping it a secret right, makes that, it even I worse. That was
10: that was gross. I remember you talking about
2: that. But that's a dream. I mean, well, that's a dream oh, I just I had thought, last but,
10: night. Oh, not that? but didn't that happen months ago? Oh, it happens was... all the
2: time. Uh, all the time. It's just people, but that's the thing, is it's not. it's not rude, it's that... People don't want me around and I get it. I don't want to be where I'm not wanted. I get that. And sometimes because I get it when I, when I hide in the corner and try to be normal, people think I'm standoffish when I'm myself and I have a personality. People think I'm a stage time hog. I'm a hog that I'm, that I'm, that I'm talking too much. If I, it's like, I'm, I'm damned. If I do, I'm damned. If I don't, if I drink, too much, and I'm actually comfortable. I have to hope that everybody else drinks so they won't remember anything. You have to go. That was your alarm. It's 3:05. Thank you for oh, the sh- free therapy. <laughs> um, anyways, we'll see what happens. It's two weeks from two today, weeks, so ugh. today I think that I think the meeting is at 1:55. Is when I hear the news. Okay. And so I find out, you know, my fate, and then I either have to clean this place up so fast, so fast. Um, or, or I have to clean, actually clean it up. <laughs> um, yeah.
10: Either way, either there's going to be some kind of clean There's going
2: to be some kind of cleaning being done, either way. But, you know, it, honestly, I promise you this. If I get the money, I will not complain ever again about how I am disliked in the comedy scene. It doesn't matter. I do what I do for the comedy scene because I do it for Mutiny Radio, mm-hmm. for myself, and for the city of San Francisco that'll be my. I'm being paid. Yeah. I'll be paid by the city of San Francisco to provide stage time for comics. I can handle that. I can be cool with that. I can be like I have a purpose, I feel valued, I feel acknowledged, and I don't need it from the comics cuz I'm getting it from the city. Bing. I like it. I like that too like cuz it makes me a boss. Yeah. It makes you me are. I'm the fucking boss. And then and then there. Yay, Yay. Yay. I like that note. And then and then next year when we do the festival, we'll have the, I'll time it right so that everything will be perfect and we'll be super ready for Phoenix Day. Because we've already done it once so it'll be so easy this year. Great. And then this year I'd actually have money for promotions because I'd have money from the grant. So it'll be like, we just did a dry run. Now it's gonna be great. And you know what we're gonna do? We're not gonna involve people in San Francisco. Only the people that get involved in San Francisco are the hosts and Ooh. I pay them because they're professionals mm-hmm. and everyone else is from out of town and all the people in San Francisco and they'll be like, why am I not on your show? And I'll be like, because you're a piece of shit. No, I won't say that. I won't say that. I won't say she that. She'll just say, say, you're say just that. not good enough. No. no I'm I'm I, a, oh, my God. I can't ever turn into my mother. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Driver of Truth. I'll see you soon. Yay. All
8: right,
0: Carl. Here's my new theme song. W, A, F, L, M,
4: O, Y, T. Flip, 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 flip.
10: German
11: strudels. You should
3: follow me on Twitter. to Carl, that's the French, not the. Now let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. It's Michael.
4: Michael. Michael. Michael.
0: Michael. Cha 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 Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. are welcome to W.A.F.L.M.O. White. Did I do it? Yeah, almost. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi,
4: Carl. Hey, Mike. How you doing?
0: Thanks for having me on. That's my Jimmy Durante.
8: We're doing Jimmy Durante today. Yes, we are. We're
0: watching a Jimmy Durante movie. Uh, hi, welcome to Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube,
5: here on Music radio.